Hi, my name is Leo Fernandez, and you listen to the First Team Podcast. With your host, John Frashante. Cosmos Country, welcome to tonight's show. Uh, we have a packed show um, planned for you, uh, and we are live right now with Daniel from Scorpions HQ to preview tomorrow night's match. How are you, Daniel, tonight? How's it going, John? Glad to be here. So the Scorpions, uh, they won the soccer ball last year. What do you think they're lacking this year? Um, I think they're lacking the same things that uh, every... Uh, Every squad would lack uh, if they were bringing on lots of new guys and losing lots of crucial guys. Um, you guys got Restrepo uh, from us recently. Um, before that, y'all uh, got Dennison. Uh, those are big guys for us. Um, so those are kind of big holes we're trying to fill. Uh, that being said, I think uh, chemistry, with a lot of the new guys coming in, is taking a little while uh, to settle. Um, but I think we're finally seeing that, um, especially with the two-win uh, streak we got going on so far. Hopefully we can continue that tomorrow. You talked about the Cosmos signing Restrepo. Uh, yes. When you heard about the news, mm-hmm. uh, what were your thoughts on the signing? Um, it, we were all crushed. Uh, that, was, that was a big thing. He, he, uh, he did a lot for us. Uh, it was definitely getting to a point where we were a club that started making plays and, and building form around uh, like one player almost, um, you know, like a lot of bigger clubs. Uh, and I think he was, he was starting to be that guy. Um, you know, if he wasn't scoring, he was – he was getting an assist. If he wasn't assisting, he was scoring. So he was he was important in that aspect. Uh, uh, we we miss, uh, I guess the the magic midfield. Uh, you know what I mean? The guy working on yeah. the wing, the guy making the plays, the number nine. Uh, and I mean, you take that out of any team, and it's going to cause some problems. So I think I think that's what was going through everyone's head, and that, and that's what we're really worried about. But um, I think it's all coming back now. Um, like uh, we were talking about before, I think everyone's finally starting to gel. Uh, the chemistry setting in. We've had enough time to to uh, get over the humps, and um, and now we're starting to see some Ws coming in. Joseph Nane, a former Cosmos player, uh, he is going to face his old club. How has he been with the Scorpions? Uh, Nane, yeah, um, I mean, I'll say this, uh, 
he he's been doing good, but again with the whole um, chemistry thing, uh, we're still waiting for him to really shine out. Uh, I mean, he's he's pretty solid. He did great over there at Cosmos. You know, he helped out with the soccer ball. He had tons of starts. Um, but uh, yeah, we're just I'm I'm I personally haven't really seen anything special from him. But he seems to be a real solid guy that you can start every time and not really have to worry about. Um, kind of reminds me of uh, uh, Janicki a little bit. You could always count on him, kind of like that. Uh, mm -hmm. Like Ryan Giggs type. Like you never got to worry about that, that guy. You just got to start him and kind of just sit back and don't worry about that form, that part of the form. Um, so, I mean, so yeah, he's been pretty good. Um, you know, not to criticize, nothing special, but um, yeah, nothing bad. But it, it's pretty early again. Uh, I wouldn't, I wouldn't uh, make any calls just yet. You know. What type of style of play does the Scorpions like to play? Um, well, if you look at last year, uh, I think everyone can agree that it was um, built on a heavy defense. Look at Can, like I said, Janicki. Uh, we had Barrera and some other people dipping back a little bit. Um, Josue Soto. Uh, those guys were all brilliant. Um, so we had, uh, you know, one of the best defensive records of last season. Um, but I, I think we can all see a little a little shift um, up at the top now. We're starting to uh, attack, press up top, real heavy, and... Um, We've invested a lot into uh, our forwards now. Uh, I guess kind of balancing it out. Uh, we did a lot in our back line last season. Now we're working on our front. Um, you know, you got Cummings up there, uh, who's just been really crushing it uh, with the goals. Um, Billy's kind of making a comeback. We're starting to see a, uh, you know, Billy Forbes from last season. And, uh, now we got DK. Uh, it's got a couple touches in there. Um, I would say uh, new Scorpions, very attack-minded. What player should the Cosmo supporters look out for? Hmm. I would say uh, the same guy that, that gave him a lot of problems last year, Can's back. And uh, not only did he um, get a lot of stoppers in last season when we met with uh, Cosmos, but even got that goal in that got us the uh, fall season championship. I mean, you'd be hard to get anything past that guy, and he's back. You know, uh, he's maybe a little rusty, but, uh, I mean, you got to give the guy some credit. He's doing pretty good for being out with that, uh, that big injury. So I would say can, um, maybe through the middle, uh, maybe if they start Chavez, I think that guy's been really, really great in the mid, uh, he's small, fast, kind of like another, uh, like another Castillo, um, and up at the top, uh, I would have to say, um, DK and Cummings, you know, Cummings for sure, um, you know, any day of the week, you got to watch out for that guy no matter where we're playing. And um, as for in goal at this point, I don't think there's anybody we can really expect. It's, it's been kind of 
sporadic between Kempen and, and Sattler, but I mean, uh, I'm, I'm personally satisfied with both of those guys so far. Um, all things considered, like going back to the chemistry and all that, I mean, I think they're all pretty good. Can you talk about Castillo and what he brings to the team? Because he's a very dynamic player and a very dangerous player to play against. Oh, yeah. Um, I'd say, uh, I mean, in our camp, the biggest thing he brings is experience. The guy's played all over. Uh, I mean, he's won silverware before. Uh, he, I'm sure you never get used to it. It's, I'm sure it's always awesome. But that guy, it's nothing new to him. You know, he's played in Colombia. He's played other places. I mean, he's won trophies. And uh, he's more seasoned. You know, he he's, brings a lot of wisdom to the younger guys. And maybe even to some of the other guys, the older guys, too. Um, but that guy just brings uh, loads of experience. Um, and with that, uh, that translates onto the pitch with things like vision. You know, you know where to put the ball. You've seen situations before. Uh, and he definitely is a playmaker. Um I mean, he knows he knows how to spread people out. Whenever you see him going up into the box, uh, he tends to kind of fade left and right, spreading out the defense, and then he gets those plays going. You know, um, yeah. If I was to say anything about Castillo, it would just be experience. Uh, that guy brings loads of experience to Scorpions for sure. Can you talk about what happened with the Scorpions U.S. Soccer Development Academy? Yeah. So earlier this week. Um, seems like everybody kind of found out at the same time. Uh, rumors started swirling around about uh, Scorpions Youth Academy, uh, which was sanctioned by a, a U.S. soccer um, funding and everything, um, was going to be canceled. Uh, no more, you know, everything was going to be uh, just gotten rid of. And uh, we couldn't really... Um, verified or not for a couple days. All we had to go on was this uh, Reddit post from a guy that we knew from an anonymous source. So I didn't give it any credence um, like I would anything um, kind of foggy like that uh, until the I saw the Scorpions Youth Academy um, themselves posted a, a kind of like a sad short letter about the whole thing saying that uh, our uh, president, Howard Cornfield, wasn't going to um, give them any more funding. Uh, so with that, of course, it's going to go under. And then from there, U.S. soccer has no more interest in it. Um, that's, that's everything I've got up until this point. Um, the hard part is that they were doing really, really good. Um, they were going around. You know, getting wins uh, all over Texas, uh, and I mean nobody's happy with it. Everyone's everyone's pretty pretty disgruntled about it. Um, in in terms of how it's going to affect Scorpions, I mean it's it's the same way it'll affect any any club. Uh, first of all, any responsible, self-respecting club. Uh, has a youth academy. If you want to be a real club, you get a youth academy. Uh, it's just the thing to do. I mean, it's good for the community. Uh, it's it's good for the club down the line. You know, uh, trying to go out there and and uh, you know 
break your wallet, you're you're kind of you're growing the talent here at home. Uh, it it instills a culture in the club. Uh, it instills tradition. You know, um, you know, you look at the Gerards, the the Messies. They were all just, uh, you know, they all came out of like youth academies, uh, and that's that's just the way to get. It's just a proven thing. So uh, I mean, I don't. I don't know why they did it. I've got my theories. Um, and the only thing I can think of really is uh, is money. Um, maybe they're trying to save money. And with things like uh, it's been in the news that, um, I mean, everybody knows the owner, Gordon Hartman, is trying to uh, uh, vet uh, investors into, uh, into buying a club. And, uh, I mean, the sooner they sell it, I think things will improve. We won't see uh you know things like this happening um we, we can avoid these these setbacks uh and maybe you know gordon selling is 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 another uh, another symptom of that um uh you know financial issues that that the club isn't talking about um that that's the only thing i can come up with you know uh anybody else is free to speculate um but yeah, that, that's the only thing I come up with. I mean, nobody's happy with it, but it is what it is, you know. You said that the academy is uh, the key part to the first team to any club throughout the world. Is there any talks yeah. or ideas of bringing back an academy or in the future for this club? I'm I'm sure there will be if there aren't already. Um, the the dedication that I see from you know the guys running the youth academy. I mean, their heart is in this. They're gonna take any opportunity to bring this back, and if not them, someone else. I mean, I know, I know, guys. Uh, you know, we have a um, uh, really, really strong uh, youth coaching uh, uh, community here in San Antonio. Uh, people are really dedicated to developing uh youth uh, soccer uh i don't see it not coming back uh, i'm sure it will uh, i'm not sure if it's uh people are you know got anything in the works right now but i mean it's it's going to come back i mean it has to and with the club this strong uh i mean it's going to get sold it'll come back there will be investors you know the budget will increase and i mean we'll get it back it's just uh, maybe it's just a, a spell going on right now, um, but yeah, I, I don't see it going away forever. You talked about earlier about Hartman looking for investors to sell the um, to buy the yeah. club. Mm -hmm. Is that for it to remain in the NASL or for MLS? Oh no, um, yeah, there, there's no. Um, yeah, there's no question that uh, we're going to stay seated in ASL. Um, I would say, I mean, if I had to choose, I would say, yeah, it's it's more, it's leaning more towards, uh, um, you know, just trying to attract MLS. Uh, there's loads of news out there going back like over a year, so I won't get too much into it. But the latest is um, Hartman, uh, I think this came out like maybe January. Um, hired a, 
um, city group here in San Antonio to vet a, uh, a few investors and they're still narrowing them down. It, it's a process to see um, who's the best fit to, uh, to take over the club. And that'll include all club assets, including Toyota Field, which he did build. build and um, uh, he has offered to, I mean, if, if they open the door for it, um, to stay on as, uh, uh, as a partner, um, which would be great because we all like Hartman, um, everything he's done for us, everything he's done for the club, you know, the city. Uh, he's from San Antonio, you know, we trust him. We like Hartman. Um, but you know, whatever he chooses, I, I think we've all got faith in it. Uh, so yeah, it's, it's, it's no secret that he's trying to sell the club. And, um, I think that'll improve a lot of things. Uh, I think it's something that he anticipated from the beginning, um, setting up Scorpions, uh, as a, um, uh, Charity based business model. Um, you know, all pro profits go to Morgan's Wonderland. It's a uh, special needs amusement park here in San Antonio. It's actually right next door to Toyota Field where Scorpions play. Um, it's great and everything, but if you want to grow the club and, and not, uh, you know, limit its, its uh, capability down the line and you, you got big projections and you don't want to hinder those things. Uh, I mean, you got to let it go. You got to turn it into a profit motive. So uh, I think he's finally taking that big step. And, you know, that's what it's going to take. There's a lot of price tags on MLS. Um, and I think he's making the right moves to do that. Uh, turning it into a profit motive lets us spend, save as we please. Um, you know, the, the club will just grow the way it's supposed to after that. And then, you know, like the academy will come back. Uh, MLS uh, might move a little closer, things like that. Uh, you know, so yeah, I think we're all we're all in support of that. Um, Hartman selling selling the club, whether he chooses to stay or not. You know. Before I let you go, do you have a match prediction for tomorrow night's match? Uh, tomorrow, Scorpions match, right? Who are we playing tomorrow? The Cosmos. Yeah, uh, I'm going to go 5-1, and uh, I'm going to go... No, I'm just kidding. 5-1 um, Cosmos, maybe? <laughs> um, yeah, let me see. Uh, we spoke with um, Cosmos Country, uh, mm -hmm. and I think the predictions floating around there were 2-all, uh, and then there were 2-1... Two, two Cosmos, and those sound about right, but I'm going to say 2-1 Scorpions. Um, I mean, because I kind of just have to, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, that's my prediction, 2-1 Scorps. Thank you, Daniel, for coming on tonight. All right, man. Thanks. Thanks. That was Daniel from Scorpions HQ. You can check him out on Twitter, at um, Scorpions HQ. Uh, we're going to go to a quick break, but when we come back, we are going to talk about a lot of news out of Cosmos Country, uh, talk about the team of the week, Andres Flores got named to it, uh, we're going to talk about the U.S. Open Cup matches, we are going to talk about expansion, expansion with the, was the biggest 
thing that happened this week in the league, in the NASL. So we're going to talk all about that and much more coming up after the break. Celebrating the spirit of football, Forget the Odds is a reminder that any team could win on any day. In doing so, we wanted to design a line you could wear with pride, a line that is low-key enough you could wear out not just on match days, yet a true supporter would instantly recognize your allegiance. Check out ForgetTheOdds.com. And when you make a purchase, type in the promo code FIRSTTEAM to receive free shipping. So, it was a crazy week in the NASL. Expansion news that sort of came out of nowhere. Expansion news. Miami FC joins the NASL. Becomes the next club that is going to join in 2016. And you may be asking yourself that... Why is this club joining... In 2016? In a, a year later, when they're announced... Is that really early for them to join? But again, we have to get down to the logistics. Get down to why did the NASL reward this city of Miami a NASL club? Why did the NASL expand to uh, Miami instead of Hartford or a city in Canada? Or why not West Coast? Instead of Miami. There's already three other clubs in Florida. Why do you expand in Miami? I'm not knocking the expansion to Miami down. I think it is a great idea. And it, it's going to be a great club when it joins the NASL next season. But again, we have to get down to the logistics. Why did the NASL expand? And they did that because they saw that Miami was a valuable place to put a club uh, there's tons of supporters in Florida. It's a big state, uh, and there is enough room to put four clubs in one state. So that's what they did. Also, they want to be MLS. They want to be better than MLS, and they want to compete with MLS. Uh, because if you don't know, David Beckham has a club that he wants to bring or wants to bring a club to Miami, and he picked at Miami. That's where he wants to put his club in Miami. But the problem was that he is going to build a stadium and there were some problems with that because the politicians just didn't want him to build a stadium there. Something with the politicians and in the area where he wanted to build. But now the, the NASL expansion side comes out and says that they do not want to build a stadium. But they are going to play in a world class existing stadium in Miami. So now that raises the question is... Where are they going to play? Are they going to play in Miami Marlins Stadium? Are they going to play in a college facility? Uh, where are they going to play? Are they going to play where the Dolphins play at Sun Life Stadium? So that's the question about them is where are they going to play? Because by them not building a stadium, right now that is the most, uh, that is the greatest thing that they could ever do is not build a stadium right now is because when you build a stadium, you hurt your chances of joining the league really early because as David Beckham 
is doing, he wants to build a stadium, and that's when he's going to join. So by them not building a stadium right away, it actually lets them assess and see how many fans come to the matches, how many people are they going to draw to games, and, and who is going to stand behind this club. And eventually, because they didn't r rule it out 100%, but are they ever going to build a stadium? I don't think it's a no, but for right now, it's a no, because they want to probably see what's going to happen come 2016 with MLS and the NASL, because Don Garber is going to visit Miami later next week, I believe. Uh, he is going to go and talk to Beckham and just discuss what's going on and potentially have some type of stadium uh, solution settled that they will officially announce a team in Miami. And if that happens, it's going to be two teams from two different leagues, MLS and ASL, competing in the same city. There is already that with the Cosmos, Rebels, and NYCFC. And it is going to be like that in Atlanta, the Silverbacks, and Atlanta, uh, the MLS side that's coming in in 2017. Uh, but Atlanta... If they don't find an ownership group, they may leave. Uh, so that would not be qualified for MLS and ASL in the same um, city. So, again, another interesting storyline that happened this week within the NASL. Also, some other news is that the U.S. Soccer, that US soccer announced the U.S. Open Cup draw. For round four, but before we can get to round four, this Wednesday, the Cosmos host Jersey Express because the Jersey Express got past New York Red Bulls too. But the Red Bulls reserve team lost, so Jersey Express faces the New York Cosmos at Belson's at Belson Stadium in St. John's. If the Cosmos get past the Jersey Express, then they host an MLS side. They host NYC FC. And that's very exciting because as a Cosmo supporter, a Cosmo supporter that doesn't believe in the U.S. soccer pyramid, that doesn't uh, like the setup that we have here that believes in ProRail, that believes in ProRail uh, for this country. NASL versus MLS is a great, a great, a great thing. And that's why NASL supporters, New York Cosmos supporters, love round four of the U.S. Open Cup. We don't have to play the Rebels like we did last year. We don't have to beat them again. We have to face... NYCFC at home. And that's going to be great, but it's only going to be great if NYCFC brings their stars, brings their key players that makes NYCFC that team that people want to support. If they bring Mix Diskerud, if they bring David Villa, that's when this matchup is exciting. Not like last year when the Rebels didn't bring Henry or didn't bring their big players. Because it was during the World Cup break. It was uh, a time where Mike Petke gave his players time off, time to relax, and played their B players, played their B team, played their reserve players. 
Um, so hopefully that's not how this match is played come the fourth round. If it is, again, the Cosmos are going to play their first team players. They are going to play their fullest how the Cosmos play during league matches. So for the Cosmos, it's not going to be a different game. It's not going to be uh, a different scenario. It's just a different club from a higher league from U.S. soccer. That's what they say, that MLS is a higher league. But it, it, the quality is the same. But is NYCFC going to take this match? Are they going to take this tournament seriously? Well, they should because this is their way uh, to get some cash reward and qualify for a berth in the Champions League for next season. So uh, that may be the easiest way for an MLS side to get to the Champions League besides qualifying in league play. So before we move on, if you want to join the conversation, uh, use the hashtag AskTheFirstTeam on Twitter at OneTeamPod or leave your questions or comments on our Mixer Live page. So we're going to go to a quick commercial break, but when we come back, uh, we are going to talk about uh, some more things happening in Cosmos Country. What you should look out for against the Scorpions, because the Scorpions are, are a very tough team to play against, even though they are not top of the table, because they should be uh, if you think that they won. They they should be top of the table because they won the championship last season. They have some talented players, and we talked about that earlier, uh, but we are going to talk about that matchup coming up after the break. In doing so, we wanted to design a line you could wear with pride. A line that is low-key enough you could wear out not just on match days, yet a true supporter would instantly recognize your allegiance. Check out ForgetTheOdds.com. And when you make a purchase, type in the promo code FIRSTTEAM to receive free shipping. And we are back. So before, uh, again, b- before we go on, if you want to join the conversation, have any questions uh, throughout the show, you can leave it on our Twitter page at one Pod using the hashtag AskTheFirstTeam, and we will get to them moving forward. So we got some questions for your Twitter and our Mixer Live page, so we're going to talk about them right now. We're going to discuss, discuss them right now. Uh, Leonard underscore FC says, Hoping NASL Atlanta move to San Francisco or another city if they can't find a buyer. Yes, uh, it would be very sad for Atlanta to leave. Very sad to see Atlanta leave because they have supporters. They have diehard supporters that that support that club, that are interested in soccer in that city. Uh, Because if the the Silverbacks leave, then those supporters are going to support MLS Atlanta. They have to. That's their only soccer uh, club in that state in that city uh so san francisco again is going to be great if the nasl move that team there is because one san francisco is on the west coast so that plays into the rule that the nasl has to move to a west coast city by a certain year so that would be great and san francisco again has some support, which is a club that 
uh, they were talking to, they have some support there as well. Also, we have some questions via our Mixed Live page saying, Jesus says, do you think Andres Flores should start for the Cosmos? And if so, then who should be swapped out? Uh, yes, Andres Flores should start for the Cosmos. But the question is, would he start? Because this equalizing goal against the Carolina Redhawks, after he scored that goal, if I'm Gio, I'm thinking, why isn't this guy playing? Why isn't this guy starting every single match? Last season, we saw what he can bring to this team. What he could bring. And we saw that 100%. But he got hurt and never sued up for the Cosmos again until we bought his contract and currently race playing for the New York Cosmos. But again, we did see that. We saw what he brings to the team against the Redhawks. And yes, he should start. Who should he be swapped out for? Well, that's a very tough question. Not Restrepo, not Senna, not Satella. Uh, so... It could be Leo Fernandez, but again, why would you touch a team when it's hot? It It's very difficult to s situation because there is so much depth in this team. There's so much players to pick for the starting 11. Andres Flores is, again, he's a key player. A very exciting player to watch on the pitch. But right now, with everyone performing very well, I think right now, he belongs on the bench. Not because he sucks, not because he's not great, but because why would you touch the hot player on the team? Leo Fernandez is, is performing very well. Walter Rochepo's on fire. Senna, the midfield is very it's very good. We don't have to complain about the midfield. Uh, so that's when y you would touch a team when people are not uh, playing up to their expectations. Moving forward, we have another question coming in. says, we all know NYCFC or Man City Light will bring its B team and lose the Cosmos, and the New York media will beat down the U.S. Open Cup. Uh, again, bringing their B team is not of interest of mine. That's not what I want them to do because, again, the U.S. Open Cup, MLS sides should really, should really, uh, be excited about this tournament, should really focus on this tournament. Because it is probably the easiest way to get through the U.S., I mean, to get through the Champions League for next year. Again, he goes on to say that Sacramento Republic, Arizona United will be the NASL by 2017. And those are two exciting clubs because they have a lot of fan support. And adding those clubs like Sacramento Republic, their main goal is MLS, uh, but if they can't get MLS, why would you stay in the USL? Uh, Arizona United, another club that has a lot of fan support behind them, play in a baseball pitch, play in a baseball stadium where it's normal because the Rowdies play there as well. Uh, but again, two very popular clubs in the USL and to be part of the NASL for 2017 would be very cool very cool to see uh, and it also West Coast Clubs Tennis League would just uh, make it a very exciting league to watch as well so some more news out of Cosmos Country is 
Andres Flores, he made the NASL Week 7 Team of the Week. Exciting, exciting times uh, for the New York Cosmos. And tomorrow night, we host the San Antonio Scorpions. And the Scorpions uh, is a very tough team to play against, even though they're bottom of the table, even though uh, they may not be performing as they expected to play, as their supporters expected to play. But the Cosmos can't sleep on this team. The Cosmos can't slack when they when the whistle blows. Because they do have talented players. Like how we talked, like what we talked about earlier in the show about Castillo. He is an exciting player and a player to watch because he is all over the pitch. And as Daniel said that he is he has that vision to open up the pitch and to see uh, and to be that playmaker. So, an exciting player to watch and a dangerous player if you were a Cosmos defender. So, again, the Scorpions are an exciting team to play against. A tough team, but it is going to be a tough task for the Scorpions to face a red, red-hot New York Cosmos club in first place. Uh, and the standings... And as the standings sit right now, the Cosmos are in first place with 15 points. Behind them is the Tampa Bay Rowdies with 12 points in second place. But this week, they have a bye. So, uh, they will not be able to catch up on points this week if they would win. But they play an extra week besides the Cosmos. So, the Cosmos finish a bit earlier. Then the Rowdies and the Rowdies would catch up. So, again, a very exciting table right now with the Cosmos, the Rowdies, and the Armada. And Minnesota United are in striking distance as well. Um, so, a very dangerous table right here if you're a Cosmos supporter. Because, again, earlier in the season, when the Cosmos were winning... Every Cosmos supporter was like, wow, we're in first place. We're playing great. Uh, we're going to win the spring championship. And the Cosmos would have got the three points last week against the Redhawks. And at Wakeman Soccer Park, it's a tough place to play. Don't actually know why it's hard to play there. Uh, a lot of teams can't go there and pick up points. But if, they were, if the Cosmos would have got the full three points there, then this weekend... They would have faced the Scorpions and would have got the three points. That would have been six points in two weeks. They would have had 20 points. And would have been close to qualifying for the spring championship. But now it's a battle, even though we're in first place. So we want the lower division... Uh, the lower clubs to drop points to uh, not really catch up to our boys in green. So that's what we have to hope for. But if the Cosmos continue to win, they can't catch the New York Cosmos. So we're going to go to a quick commercial break. But when we come back, we're going to have our weekly segment into the zone. We're going to play that for you. And hopefully you guys enjoyed this week's segment because... It is a very interesting segment um, about Qatar and the World 
Cup and FIFA. So tune into that. And during this segment, if you have any questions or if you have any comments on what Jim has to say, leave your comments, your suggestions on that on our Mixer Live page and on Twitter at one team pod. Celebrating the spirit of football, Forget the Odds is a reminder that any team can win on any day. In doing so, we wanted to design a line you could wear with pride, a line that is low-key enough you could wear out not just on match days, yet a true supporter would instantly recognize your allegiance. Check out ForgetTheOdds.com. And when you make a purchase, type in the promo code FIRSTTEAM to receive free shipping. It's time to enter the zone with Jim Mernier. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another edition of Into the Zone. I am Jim Mernier. You see, today I was going to talk about the top four teams of the NASL. The top teams are competing to win the spring championship. But no, I'm not. Earlier this week, something caught my eye. Something that I'm surprised that has not been resolved yet. And yes, I am talking about Qatar 2022 World Cup. Yes, everyone could be hearing what I'm talking about. About, oh, here we go again. Another thing about Qatar. But here is what is really on my nerves. You see, this week, three major sponsors, Visa, Adidas, and Coca-Cola, have made statements towards FIFA, telling them their concerns of what's happening in Qatar. You see, FIFA, in my mind, is a greedy corporation. They are the biggest governing body of the game, and they just keep all the money that they have. You see, Qatar was rewarded the World Cup, same as Russia. And who finished second place in both of those? That's right, our beloved country, the United States. But yet, FIFA is putting these World Cups in areas around the world that... geographically are not going to be good because of what's happening in the world today. You see in Qatar, they're building massive stadiums, eight to be exact, but the people who live in that country are not the ones who are building it. Immigrants from India, Tibet, Nepal, Indonesia, and many other places. Slaves, that's right, slaves are building these buildings. And yet, FIFA does not do anything about it. They're like, okay, we got a game. We're going to put the World Cup there. Here's all the money. Do what you do to build your stadiums. And what does Qatar and the family-owned country that place is, what do they do? They reach out to get slaves. Human rights is a big deal this day and age throughout the world. But Qatar is the main issue. And FIFA is also involved in it. When the three biggest sponsors that sponsor the World Cup make statements like Adidas, like Visa, and like Coca-Cola, FIFA needs to understand without the backing of these three big corporations, the World Cup may not be as big as it is. Now, 
to make that point out, I know the fans out there will love to watch the game. And I have nothing against it. I'll be one who does it as well. But when you see big stadiums with 60,000 plus in them watching the game, and you then you realize that over a thousand immigrants died to build those buildings because they were treated like slaves, just dampers what the World Cup should be about. See, Qatar, in the United States, we have our buildings. We already have stadiums. But yet, you were rewarded the World Cup. The last three World Cup countries, Brazil, Russia, and Qatar, who was the country that finished second in all three? I'll wait a second. The United States. Now tell me, I know FIFA and the United States Soccer Federation don't see eye to eye. I know Seth Blatter and Don Garber have had some bitter shout-outs with Twitter fire back and forth. But yet, the United States, even though you see the World Cup as a massive event, and federations like the CONCACAF, COPA, UEFA are, the, are standing up for this, but FIFA just says, okay, we're still going through. And yet, reporters from England, Germany, go down there to try to find what really is happening down there, and they get arrested. But yet, FIFA doesn't budge. You see, when these three major sponsors made this point, and everyone's talking about, oh, if they back out, new sponsors will come in. Yes, that will happen. But what happens if those new sponsors sees what's happening and doesn't want to follow the track? That cuts funding to FIVA. FIVA needs to start watching out before they lose their three sponsors. And FIVA needs to watch out as they are slowly discriminating the game we love. FIVA and World Cup should be a celebration of nations. Should be the 32 best nations in the world competing to be called champion. But yet... We want to put an event in a country that has built these stadiums over slavery and thousands of those innocent individuals are dying to build these stadiums. And you think that we, the fans, will appreciate the World Cup? I highly doubt that. You see, earlier in the week, I looked up some stats, and there's a statistician out there. You can actually look for it. You can go to Google, search Google, go World Cup Statistics for the 2018-2022 World Cup. And it, it actually shows stats on attendance for the next two World Cups. And it's amazing. When they said the, the 2018 World Cup, there could be a 20% decrease in attendance. That tells you something. In 2022, they're projecting a 40% in decrease in attendance. That tells a major statement. If FIVA, Seth Blatter, want to get this World Cup to be something big. You need to crack down on this slavery. You need to stop Qatar. And if they don't do it, you take the bid away and bring it to a country that already has the stadiums and just needs a couple of years to work out the schedule. The World Cup was announced for Qatar in 2022. I was one of many fans that were wondering, was this World Cup bribed on. Yes, I'm going a little long on this, but I have to. I know you may agree out there, but FIFA is the most corrupt organization in the world, and it's led by the most corrupt man in Seth Blatter. He doesn't care about innocent people. He only cares about his brand, and about FIFA, 
about the World Cup. Seth Blatter, we, the fans of the game we love, called football, will not, and I repeat, will not celebrate the 2022 World Cup like past World Cups until slavery in Qatar is eradicated. If not, you will see a lot of fans just taking the World Cup off and watching it on TV. And when those three sponsors decide to pull out, who are you going to find that supports this slavery and human rights disrespect? Who? A Russian oil company? Who? FIFA, get your act together because you are ruining the biggest and grandest and most epic sporting event in the world. And you're destroying it with slavery. Slavery. I don't know how much I can go on and just keep saying that. Football is supposed to be a game for the community, for fans, for nations to come together. But yet, you still let this happen in a city or a country that supports slavery. And innocent people are dying building these stadiums. Seth Blaver and FIVA from the United States and from my city of Jacksonville, Florida. I say, get your act together. Or you'll see a revolution happen between the fans throughout the world disowning that football organization known as your baby, FIVA. Get your act together. I'm Jim Renier. You've been zoned. I agree with what Jim said about FIFA, that it is a corrupt organization. But what they care about, what they only care about is the money. They care about money, money, money. Money talks. Money does talk when Qatar and their bid was the one that FIFA agreed with. The one that said that they are going to host the World Cup. Why couldn't the U.S. host the World Cup? U.S. already has their soccer-specific stadiums, already has world-class stadiums that they don't have to spend to build these stadiums that Qatar is, don't have to risk people's lives, people don't have to die by building a stadium. Have world-class stadiums like Rebel Arena, uh, the Slip-Up Center in L.A., but... Are those arenas big enough to host World Cup matches? But even if they're not, we still have those stadiums in this country to host the World Cup. And hopefully that happens one day. If you enjoyed that segment, leave your thoughts on Qatar. Leave your thoughts on the World Cup being hosted there in our Mixer Live page or on Twitter at one Team Pod. So we're going to just preview the upcoming matches in this week, and then we're going to close out the show. So if you have any last questions, we will talk about that later. Ottawa and India 11, that is going to be an afternoon match tomorrow. Ottawa are low in conference, don't have that much this spring season, but... They are bottom of the table with five points. And Indy 11 are not too far away, but 
are the better side going into this matchup. The other matchup at 7.30 tomorrow night is the Fort Lauderdale Strikers against Carolina Redhawks. And the Cosmos faced the Redhawks last week. Their defense was lacking towards the end of the match, so were they getting tired, or was it just a case of uh, Colin Clark subbing out his key players to save them for next week? We will see this weekend against the Strikers. The Strikers, again, have quality, have a quality side. It's going to be a mid-table clash uh, to see who actually moves up a bit more into the table. Another matchup is the Jacksonville Armada against Minnesota United FC. Minnesota United, again, haven't really been playing up to those expectations of their, of their supporters that they should be uh, competing with the Cosmos for first place. They were close to winning the championship last year. But they didn't. They didn't make it to the finals. And that was sad times for their supporters. But playing Jacksonville Armada, a very talented side as well, with ex-Cosmos player Jamal Johnson, uh, Marcos Flores, talented midfield and forwards, had a different... Uh, Attack, have a different approach to the game. Face Minnesota United. It's going to be a great match to watch for. Um, two very exciting clubs and fighting to move up in the table. Close uh, to second place uh, with this win for Minnesota United. They will move up to second place. So it has big Big reward if you win this match. The final match for the weekend is FC Edmonton against the Atlanta Silverbacks. So FC Edmonton, uh, they lost to the Scorpions last week. And not really playing that well. So the Atlanta Silverbacks sort of have the advantage in the table. And have some quality players as well. Both teams do. But I see the Silverbacks getting past FC Edmonton this weekend. So that wraps up our preview of the NASL schedule for this week. If you are going to the match tomorrow night, we are as well. We will be there in attendance. Cosmos B, the Cosmos reserve team, are playing before the Cosmos take on the San Antonio Scorpions, so make sure you catch that. That match is around 4 o'clock um, p.m., so hopefully you guys enjoy Cosmos B, see the Cosmos future, and then uh, take in the Cosmos Scorpions action, which is going to be a very exciting match. I want to thank Daniel for coming on from Scorpions HQ. I want to thank him for coming on to previewing the Scorpions, um, and it is going to be an, an exciting match, uh, so hopefully... You guys enjoyed his insight on the Scorpions and hopefully their developmental program gets kicked back in. Their uh, funds, uh, hopefully their funds get put back in place to supply and have a lot more 
resources for the youth program for the Scorpions. And that is sad to see because the youth academy is the guideline, is the way to get to the first team. And as Daniel said, that it's like a proper club, a real club has a academy. If you want to be a club like that, has an academy. For the Scorpions not having an academy, they are not giving their local youth a chance to play for the Scorpions, a chance to develop their talent, and maybe not play for the Scorpions, but develop their talent for free because kids and families today don't have a lot of money to spend on uh, programs for their kid to develop as a soccer or pro soccer player. But with this program, sometimes they're free. Most of the times with professional clubs, they're free if you are a talented player. Uh, the club provides their resources, the equipment, everything to play, to play to your fullest. And with the Scorpions not having that, not having that aspect of their club is very sad. Hopefully, things change in San Antonio. Hopefully, they change um, very soon. Daniel did talk about Hartman selling the team. Uh, and we're going to talk about that a bit more later on when the news progresses uh, about him selling the team. And... I believe if he's selling the team, it's for MLS. It's to move up for an investor. So we will have to see all about that and what's going on in San Antonio. We want to give a shout out to Non-League America um, for what they're doing, uh, covering non-league, uh, covering the lower divisions in the United States. Shout out to them. Uh, and we did have a contest that you could win their stickers, but uh, we already have a winner, so we will hand those out at tomorrow's match. We'll be there uh, probably at the five points tailgate, or you'll probably see us around uh, the match. So look out for me as well or around the stadium, uh, and we can just have a quick dis discussion about what whatever uh, you may want, want to talk about what's going on in the soccer world. Uh, and again, thank you for Daniel for coming on. If you have any last questions, you can leave it on Twitter at 1TPod. We will uh, answer them throughout the night and tomorrow as well. We will bring you uh, complete coverage of tomorrow's match. Uh, and hopefully you guys uh, hopefully you guys are at the match. And if not, you're watching on One World Sports. So um, sorry for the background noise. And uh, thank, thank you for tuning in. To the two, to the three, to the four Keep ripping this, flipping this like I'm got a parkour Steady, ready, tripping Definitely heavily gifted So mentally fit, kid Potentially lifted 
Physically it's meant to be, typically expensive to see What do you expect from me? Haters all friend of me, now you motion free from me Never be an enemy, not how far you lost And don't realize that you envy me The rhythm get him, kill him, got him wishing like damn Spill him, drill him, throw him with these lyrics going ham Feel him, feel him, just chilling, this is my jam When I'm grilling, I'm making a million, yes I am Jimmy, Jimmy, I can motherfucker, yeah I'm back I haven't been gone for too long, man, relax This track's a rap, it goes terms, you get that? And I hope you know I'm untouchable like a passion quarterback And I hope you know I got that hot shit, spit on any Topic. Some rappers don't got it. Yeah, just rock it. Come on and put a sock in it. So many bitch ass whack rappers, you just not it. Put your hands up, put your hands up, put your hands up. What up, what up? Put your hands up, put your hands up.